Rainbow Valley Where imagining comes true Where you can touch a rainbow And make a wish or two This land lies east of the river And west of the sea South of wonder and magic And just north of free Welcome to Touch a Rainbow. I'm your host, Andy Phillips. It's time for us to continue on our journey to touch rainbows in order to help us rediscover those better angels. If you remember, last time I shared that our journey together to rediscover those better angels would be by way of touching rainbows. It was at the last school I served prior to my retirement that we created the slogan, Touch a Rainbow. We wanted this slogan to be the springboard to help us better understand and help our children learn that in this journey called life, what and how they do, be, see, hear, feel, and where they go determines their successes and determines their contributions to the world. And we know they do these what, how, and where's with their hands, their eyes, their ears, their bodies, their minds, their hearts. Thus, my school's definition of the act of touching a rainbow, and we wrote this and put it up on a bulletin board. If you touch a rainbow, you can do or be or see or feel or go anywhere. If you'll also remember, I shared that there were so many different and wonderful ways for children to touch rainbows, and certainly in order to model them in today's world, we have to touch these rainbows too. But it's not easy, and if it's not easy for us, it's definitely not easy for our children. Or like us, like all of us. Our children are constantly seeking to define that world for themselves. What is your world made of? Will you share it with me? Do your thoughts begin to wander? Is your mind still climbing that tree? What I need to do to help you find the way. Tell me how to read your mind. I need to know today. Today. We need to know as much of this as we can know, don't we? This begs the following question for me. Should we as parents, as educators, ask children to be ready for us? Or should we prepare and be ready for them? Something I always told my teachers when I was a principal. Don't expect children to already know what it is you were there to teach them. 
Let me let me share an experience with you. We put a serve yourself process in place for our K two students uh, at uh, one of my schools, and at first, my teachers would uh, they'd fuss at the children for not being able to handle those serving spoons in the line. You know, the kids would spill their peaches into their beans and drop their hot dogs on the floor. You know what happened? It was a mess. Because we didn't really anticipate and truly appreciate that they would make mistakes, my wife Judy defines that as failing forward. We blame the children for what they didn't know. But we learned together and were the better educators for it. And I was so proud of my teachers when they really began to internalize who should be the ones doing the getting ready. We're in such a hurry to get things done, when in reality, we don't have the time not to take the time to slow down. We're like the proverbial hamster on a treadmill who, no matter how fast he runs, he gets nowhere. It's only when he slows down enough to realize that he can only go forward when he actually gets off the wheel that he'll truly make a difference in where he wants to go. Now, I want to tell you another special story. But first, to keep us on this journey and take you to where this story happens, we need some kind of special transportation. Running down the track A little train, a little train Don't look back Set your sights across the land Sound your horn, you're a one Train band Woo, woo, woo Two, two, two Clang, clang, clang Our stop, a small garden. There was a group of children gathered around a teacher. One child was four years old. Her skin was fair, and she came from a rural family of farmers who lived on the edge of the great city. Another had skin the color of ebony. He was five years old and was the son of a soldier who fought for his country. Another had nut-brown skin. Six years old, she was the daughter of a small business owner in town. Her one-year-old brother stood beside her, holding her hand. Another had eyes the shape of almonds and hair as dark as the night. She was seven years old and the daughter of a local attorney. She carried her two-year-old sister on her hip. The oldest, an eight-year-old with tawny skin, who was the daughter of a writer of books. This child tugged on the teacher's elbow and said, Teach us. The teacher looked upon the group of children and smiled. But but I'm already teaching you, the teacher said. And many of you are doing quite well. A few of you will go on to some of our great colleges 
Some of your older brothers and sisters have actually found jobs. Most of you will do fine when you grow up and become the elders in the land. Many, some, a few, and most is not enough, said the girl. Then she turned and pointed to all the children who were with her. We all should be great learners. When we become the elders in the land, we all want to be the best we can be. (laughs) But how is this possible, said the teacher? Surely there are too many of you. You are all as different as there are snowflakes in a blizzard. It will be it'll be good enough if if we can help most of you succeed. Then how will you choose who of us shall succeed and who of us shall fail? asked the girl. The teacher gasped, was stunned by the child's wisdom, and realized that something must be done. So, the teacher thought and thought and finally knew the answer. To everyone she could find, she said, what must be done is that all of us, the teachers and parents, must look into the future by changing the way we see the present. We must teach and guide the children as if their future depends on building a great tower of knowledge and understanding a tower of inclusion of every child, and building it could not be done at the exclusion of others. Not just some, but every child. All bricks for building that tower, with every brick made from the best clay and water, and each one allowed in their own time to harden in the sun. Yet no brick, the same as another, every brick unique and vital, No one's heart and soul better than another, and no one's less. The bricks must be set into the tower with the mortar of knowledge and truth, built upon a foundation like none that had ever been built before, a foundation that can wait no longer to be begun. But the question remained for the teacher. How could teachers and parents ensure that Every brick was unique. How could they ensure that the mortar used to build the tower of knowledge and understanding was the best and strongest they could possibly mix? And as she pondered this great question, she suddenly realized that all teachers and every parent had incredible power over the lives of the children and that no teacher or parent should ever underestimate the impact of their words what they said, how they said it, and how they acted on what they said, their body language, and even just a simple look. This meant that the children must be allowed and encouraged to touch the rainbows inside their hearts and minds. All teachers and all parents must challenge children to believe that they can do or be or see or feel anything or go all the places their imaginations, their will and determination, their efforts, their dreams and their desires can take them. Every child. And in so doing, the teacher realized that this meant teachers and parents would be challenged 
to learn to touch rainbows, too, and must not be like the big brown bear who was faced with the great challenge of the bees. I am a big brown bear climbing up a tree. I found the bees, honey, they're stinging me like the bees should. Ouch! 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 I think I'd better run away. Finally, the teacher understood there was only one way to accomplish this great mission. All teachers and parents must work together as one big family, joining together to do what's right. Sing, sing a song, song. Smile, 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 smile. Dance, dance, a dance, dance. Kiss, kiss, a kiss, kiss, kiss. There'll come a day, just wait and see. We'll live in peace and harmony with people everywhere. Red and yellow, brown, black and white. Joining together and doing what's right. Joining together in one big family. I hope you discovered and touched a rainbow or two again today, and that the story of the great tower of knowledge and understanding only motivates you to see yourselves as the beginning, the beginning of a new era in education and parenting where we accept nothing less than high performance and success from our children and from ourselves. Thanks again for joining me on that journey to touch rainbows. See you next time. And always remember, there's a little bit of magic inside every child I know. Somewhere inside you'll find a magic rainbow. There's a little bit of magic inside every child I say. A rainbow full of color they can touch every day. It helps them when they're lonely. It helps them as they grow. There really is a rainbow inside every child I know. There's a little bit of magic inside all of you I know. Just believe in yourself and in that magic rainbow. There's a little bit of magic inside all of you I say. Believing in yourself is the touch of a rainbow way. It helps us do the best we can. It helps to see us through. I know there's a rainbow inside every one of you. So touch that magic rainbow. It's so simple, can't you see? To help all the children learn and grow and be the best that they can be.